hello to you, yes you, the person that is listening to this podcast. My name is Gareth Rafferty. Welcome back. It's been a few months and this is chapter four, episode one of the Building from the Bottom podcast. I'm so glad to have you here and in this episode we're going to run through quite a few things about what's actually been going on over the past four to five months since I've been gone. Now, to jump straight in, I'm gonna start just by telling you, just in case you're new, what this podcast is all about. So this podcast is by me, Gareth Rafferty, the host, and it's my journey going through life, wanting to start a business. And the process of going through the struggles of being a startup founder. And along my journey, I've been at university over the past three to four years now. I'm a 21 year old, now technically entrepreneur, although I don't really call myself that. And I'm the founder of a company called Newfound Media. And throughout this podcast, you'll learn a lot more about the company and the ins and outs and the things that people don't usually tell you. I also interview people that have helped me along my journey where they will share their knowledge and expertise, which you can then hopefully use on your own entrepreneurial ventures. So over the past four to five months, what have I been doing? Of course, the company is a main part of my journey. And boy, things have changed. Initially, it was set up to be a podcast management company, a company revolved around giving you a voice. And by you, I mean anybody out there that wants to start a podcast. I helped people basically start podcasts. Now, that sounds a lot more complex than it actually is. But After a few months in, I started to realize that maybe I wasn't the right guy for the job. But I just didn't really want to admit it to myself. There was multiple things going through my head. And I just want to tell you a bit about the red flags now looking back that I saw. There was almost a lack of passion Although I love my podcast, I realized that helping others make a podcast is something that I shouldn't be doing. It's something that someone else out there should be helping people with, but I just wasn't the right guy for the job. It it came to the point where I didn't want to go to my laptop because I wasn't 100% sold on the product that I was selling. And that makes it very difficult to sell because oftentimes if you're trying to sell a product which you're not officially sold on and you don't 100% think it will bring the next person value, they can see right through it. And I didn't know that until I went out there and I tried to sell something that I wasn't 100% sold on myself but I'll come back to that on a later episode. So you're probably wondering, so what happened? Well, the company pivoted. 
And over the past few months, and just before I finished chapter three, the podcast went through that pivot with me. And I think I shared with you guys on the final episode, episode 26 of chapter three, what the pod, what happened to this podcast management company and what's going on. Well, that company is called Newfound Media and I pivoted it, keeping the same ethos of the brand of giving people a voice, but instead of it being podcast management, it's now this LinkedIn agency where I help people start building their personal brand on LinkedIn, but I also help them maintain and grow their personal brand through content creation and through coaching. Now, those are the two areas of the business, the main two areas really. And recently, as the past month has gone by, I've been working quite heavily on sales, of course, and also product development. There's a lot of talk in the business world about an MVP, which is a minimum viable product, which you're meant to put out first and make sure that the market takes that well before you start working on product development. And whilst that's all well and good, the people usually saying that are the people that have got venture-backed businesses. These people that have investors knocking down their door, asking them, oh my God, I want to invest in your company. I don't have that. I'm just like Mark Zuckerberg in a way, sitting in my bedroom at university. There's literally, like I share a flat with four people and we all share a kitchen. I don't have investors knocking down my door. I don't have all these fancy people I can get in touch with. It's just me and this small but impactful audience that I have on LinkedIn. Now, my mentality has also changed towards business. You've got to realize when you're lying to yourself. And it's something that I just didn't want to admit. I would sit at my laptop for days and when I actually took a step back, were things progressing? And the answer is no. But I'm gonna come on a little bit more onto that on the next episode because I think that deserves a whole episode to itself and that's really important so make sure you stick around for next week's episode which will be coming out this time next week over on Sunday so it's Sunday the 4th of October when that podcast is going to be coming out so where are things actually now? Like what's changed, what's going on and where are things? Well, at the end of the last episode, the end of chapter three, episode 26, I mentioned I was writing down a post-it note with some goals on. Now, obviously COVID has been going on over the past few months now. And when I left this podcast, I said I was going away to go and live with my girlfriend for a few months. So I've got this green post-it note, a bright fluorescent green post-it note. And on it, I wrote my goals for when I come back to my desk, things would have changed. And I wrote it as a prediction, but also 
because I knew that when I come back to this desk, which I knew was going to be um, early September, I knew that I had things I wanted to accomplish. Now, the truth is I completely forgot about that post-it note, completely forgot about it. But when I got back in Derby and I realized that post-it note was on the side waiting for me, I also realized that I had achieved both of the things on the list. So I wrote down three bullet points and I'm just going to read them to you. The first one is, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Now, I love this quote. If you weren't afraid, you could technically achieve whatever you want to achieve and more, much, much more, more than your heart and your mind could desire. But the two main goals I wrote down on this, on this green post-it note is get one client and share my new services. Now, I've just set, shared my new services to you guys. I shared them on my LinkedIn and my other social media channels just over a month ago now, I believe. And yes, I also got my first client. Now, to anybody in the world, getting a first client may seem, okay, that's cool, he got a client. But to me, that was like an insane amount of relief. And when I looked at this green post-it note, it made me happy to see that I'd reached those goals. And at the time, it seemed overly ambitious to say I wanted to get my first client, but I still went for it. And it actually happened that I did. And I've had this client for a good few months now. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy. The act of writing things down. So what else has gone on? Obviously I've got this first client, brilliant. And I've shared my services online, but what have I been working on over the past six months? Well, Obviously, I've been working on that client, but I'm going to be talking about now the process that I took to get that client. Truth is, a lot of people in early stage startups don't tell you about this, but the process that I took was extremely important and actually really helped me become very confident in my company and the offering that I have. So I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more on next week's episode, but the process that I took, I initially started off with an idea. Now, this is usually where a business starts. Then I basically jotted down what I thought would be good for the world and what I thought would be extremely valuable to certain groups of people of which I'm targeting. Now, so I did that and then what? Well, I'd, uh, I'd then have fancy documents and I had an idea of what I was doing. So I went out to people, it was three people, um, one of which I was offering the coaching side, which I've mentioned to you. Initially it was a 10 week coaching program. And on the other side, there was the content creation where I basically managed their content for however long they want to be working with me seven days a week. And yes, that does include me going and doing it on weekends as well. So seven days a week, I can do it 365 days a year. And then I, I broke it down into a few different packages, but when I went out and reached out to these people and I said, Hey, would you be interested in this? I'm building it at the moment. I offered it completely for free. 
one of those people whose name is Magda, I met her through seeing her comment on Stephen Bartlett's live on, on Instagram saying that she needs to improve herself on LinkedIn. So I shot her a message out of the blue. I said, hi, I've just seen you on Stephen's live and you mentioned needing help with LinkedIn. I would love to help where possible. And she ended up being my first client on my coaching program. And that worked really well for me because she didn't have to pay nothing. She was getting a bunch of value. I taught her 10 weeks on the trot, how to become a personal brand on LinkedIn and what to do, how to use different features effectively and all these different areas. But it also helped me because not only did she give me feedback and left me a testimonial, but also she basically sat down with me for like a full hour where we just looked at every single week of the program and she said, oh, maybe your program should be slightly shorter and add some more funky graphics in to make it a bit more enjoyable. And so she basically helped me rejig the whole coaching program so it can be a lot more effective. And that feedback was extremely valuable, especially when you're an early stage startup, getting feedback from potential clients that you want to work with is extremely, extremely important, especially if they're your ideal client. So what about the other side of the business, the content creation side, the side which in a way takes up more money, but also more time. I went on LinkedIn and I was speaking to a person named Emily. Now she is a coach and she helps other coaches well, no, she doesn't help other coaches. She helps women um, who actually, I do believe, are coaches. I was right. And so she offered me to go on to her class coaching these women and just tell them a little bit about LinkedIn. So I made a presentation. I turned up to her class on Zoom and I told them all about LinkedIn and how great it is and video marketing and all the rest of it soon after um i reached out to emily after i had basically finished creating this product that i thought would be good for the market and i said hey would you like to test this out she said yes absolutely amazing woman and we started testing it out on her profile i created her graphics i posted content on her profile everything but soon after she had to go because she was having a baby, which is so exciting. And now she's got her little baby and it's nice to see images of on Instagram. So I'm still keeping in touch with her and maybe in the future we'll work together. Then that leads me on to the other content creation person. This guy's name is Stephen. Now, Stephen, I met him almost by accident. He's kind of a coach and he helps businesses get investment for their company. So simply, basically what it says on the tin, all different types of investment. And we were speaking and I basically worked with him for a month, completely pro bono, free, and tested the product out. And I very, very quickly realized 
just the same as I did with Emily, which I was running side by side. I realized that there needs to be processes in place. And I was completely missing like so many different things that I needed. But you don't learn that at the beginning. You don't know that when you are first starting out, especially if it's your first company, which I'm still classing this as my first company, although it's kind of a second company, but just under the same brand name. So Stephen is actually the one that converted. He's now the paying client that I've got. And it's just crazy how far things have came since I was last recording this podcast in this exact same spot. It's really, really important to remember the process that you take and just once in a while, you know, lift your head up from your laptop or wherever you're working and just have a look around and realize the process that you're on in this journey, which is just extremely important. If you want to know more about the process that I take or I took with the client and um, that whole kind of startup process and some of the things I learned from that, I'll be talking a bit more in depth about that next week. How are things different? It's another bullet point I've got on my bright pink post-it note this this morning. And well, things have really changed with the company. I now know that managing clients is a little bit more difficult than I initially expected. There's certain things that you just don't expect to happen that can happen. Things like what do you do if someone's not happy chasing clients for payments, how to do an invoice, what business bank should I go to? All these different things, which you just simply don't think about. And then you very quickly realize actually they're really important. So for an invoice and a bank account, for example, there's hundreds of banks out there that you could choose from. How on earth do you know which one is best for your small business? Well, I just went for one called Coconut and that was purely through customer service. And then I kind of had to figure out invoices and luckily my bank helped me with that. But it's just really weird, basically. Like the whole process of starting a company again when you know that your first one has already gone a bit badly and you don't want to make your same mistakes is really eye-opening and it really throws you back and it makes you feel like you're being torn apart because it took me a while to admit to myself that I should give up the old company and pivot. Um, It was either going to be a pivot or it was going to be a completely new company. So I decided to pivot just because of the ease of it, but it could have completely been a new company. So things are completely different. My life situation is different. I'm now in my final year of university and I have no idea what's going to happen this time next year. And the company is in a completely different situation. And things are moving pretty quickly. But I'll tell you more about what I'm focusing on next week because Next week's episode is going to have a good few bullet points. I've already jotted down a few few things on a post-it note, such as managing the client, the importance of process, and a little bit more about project management, which I've realized of my time pivoting this company. 
this chapter is going to be really good because the podcast moving forward, I'm looking to get more guests on and I'm looking to share even more value. Starting a company is not easy. And so I want to share more of an insight into how I'm doing things as opposed to just generally talking about what I'm doing. I think the level of how and why will be a lot more valuable to you guys. And so this season, I'm going to be sharing that a lot more. So make sure that you stick around for the rest of chapter four. But this has been episode one of chapter four of the Building from the Bottom podcast. I'm the host, Gareth Rafferty. Thank you so much for listening and have a brilliant week.